Boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Fermented Faith, a podcast where we talk about the the impact that the gospel has on the everyday things of life. My name is Neil Clayton. I am sitting here with Jordan Bird and Anthony Harris. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? What's up? Today is a great day for a controversial topic. I am excited about this conversation. Anthony, tell us more about it. What the French toast? So today's what topic, we we're going to go, oh, wait, that wasn't corny. <laughs> today's topic, we're going to talk about profanity and cursing. So how, how does it sit with you? Is it okay? Is it not okay? Does the Bible give us a true answer on saying you cannot curse, you cannot use profanity, things like that? Is it all right What's to the do? What's the list? What, <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? Exactly. Yeah. So what is the, the uh, actual, where are the words that I can use and that kind of thing. So, but before we dive into more of that, um, Jordan, Hey man, tell me uh, definition wise, what, what exactly is cursing or cussing or uh, how are we labeling that? Well, the only thing that gave us some substance was getting to profane because otherwise it just kept saying the act of using profanity or whatever. But uh, so Profane as a verb is uh, to misuse anything that should be held in reverence or respect, defile, debase, employ, basely, or unworthily, uh, or to treat anything that's sacred with irreverence or contempt. Okay. All right. So I, I like this. So let's start out this way. Where do we where do we stand on cursing? Who wants to Who wants to open this bomb? I think it depends. Ooh. I think it depends. I think there's no certain word that is taboo. Or let me put it this way. I don't think there, I don't think a word can be a sin. I think it's the heart behind it. It's the meaning. It's the intent behind that specific word. I, I you know I think a lot of times the word is, is based in, in the culture that you live in. There's yeah. certain parts of the Caribbean that you cannot use the word crazy because that word crazy has, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, a list of historical like baggage. And that's a curse word in Honduras. In certain parts of Honduras, you cannot say you're crazy. To tell someone you're crazy, you might as well just call their mother a really bad Beep. word. Yeah, I hear you there. Like... So okay. I really think it's the the intent, the heart behind it. But that being said, um, you, I think you know you can I, you can substitute a what we classify a curse word for a for a, um, a, a tame word and and attribute the same sure a ten, um, motive behind it. Are you any more holy if you say shoot yes. versus? The other word that sounds similar, yes, in in the same way, in the same vein. Yeah, are yeah. you? In, yeah, I think that's that's a interesting conversation. I, yeah, because yeah. here's my thing: when I hear like a young one or even myself, you know, somebody uses the f word in a way, but yet when I'm like, "Oh, are you freaking kidding me?" Is I mean, am I substituting that with the thought in my head of wanting to use that word, but I know that word's taboo, wrong, so I use another word in place. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, I've heard Neil's side of it. You know that I, I'll, I'll sit on that. I'll, I'll kind of soak in that. Jordan, what about you? Well, yeah, I, I think it's. 
I think there are, I, I would maybe just to bridge off what he said, I think there are, the Bible does give us some, the clearest instruction is not to take the Lord's name in vain, yeah. right? Now, that is, I think, broader than just saying GD, mm-hmm. Um but some people take that really far, you know, and and won't use O M G, even even that, just those three letters because mm-hmm. of that. And I think, um, you know, so the, the, but that the idea is to not. I think uh, the way John Piper would put it is is that uh, it's, it's a misuse of important realities. Mm. So, hmm. so I think there is. I'm bad at that. Okay, <laughs> so I'll, I'll just. He uses God, Jesus Christ, damn, and hell. That those are really important realities, um, hmm. scripturally, spiritually speaking, that should should be, you know, in, in the instance of God and Jesus Christ, should be held in, in reverence and um, in honor and should not be used flippantly or lightly. Um, and on the other side, you know, damn and hell are things that are significant in the scriptures um, that when we use them, Lightly, we cheapen their mm-hmm. meaning, and and that's a concern. But um, yeah, so I think that that's sort of that that's one piece of what we're talking about here. So there, there's maybe those categories that are maybe a little clear, and then a lot of this is called, as you said, is culturally defined. So what just because somebody in our culture said that you know s h i t is a curse word, but poop isn't right. That that seems a bit uh, trivial, right. you know. Like somebody just made that decision. I don't know who. There's not the the Bible doesn't say not to use that word in particular. So is it right? Is it wrong? Right. Yeah. My grandfather in West Frankfurt cleaning up the dung that the cow, you know, d- deposited out in the field. Deposit. Well, it's not going to use poop. She's going to use <laughs> the S H I T. But I don't think he was tussing. Okay, so it was using it as a word that like described the the thing, what he was doing, the mud pie. So yeah. okay, I've kind of heard both your ends. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw what I kind of think about it and where I sit with it. You know, we, did, we didn't ask you. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's why I'm just letting myself go on since I asked both of you. Um, <clears throat> so for me, cursing, cussing, and profanity, things like that. The way I've always and I'm not going to be the guy that sits here and says I haven't done it, or I don't do it. I'm not. I'm not going to say that because it happens. I'm going to be honest. I stub my toe in the house when no one's around. You better believe I am a walking beep sound at the moment. But my thing is, is cursing isn't to me, and this is just me, isn't just using these four letter words or three letter words or these bad words, if you would. I feel like you know when. I kind of look at some scripture that it's honestly any way that I'm using my mouth in a foul way. So I feel like cursing the, the, the word cursing, I literally feel like I could be like, Oh, you know, Neil Clayton's Larry's house of cakes, cookies. I think they're the best. And like, I'm talking bad about my brother and what he is doing or something like that. I feel like that in a sense, that's me cursing him. Hmm. So I, I feel like cursing can, can it kind of be how you're using your words, not just using specific words. Yeah, I think that's why we had trouble with the definition earlier because you look up cussing or cursing, and that and that is is more tied to um, religious sacred things and, and speaking ill of them than it is. We're actually maybe the ac- more accurate title here of our podcast is profanities because we're talking about mm. the words generally, gotcha. right? That that list of words that people. I mean, 
That's kind of what you're getting at, I think. That's exactly what I'm getting at. So we're going to shift it. We're not going to say that this topic is about cussing or cursing. We're profanity in general. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, cussing is probably more generally associated with that. I mean, cursing can have a broader use, but... Yeah. So, okay. Let me tell you my let me let me tell you my my, my journey with this. Um, so I grew up. I was telling y'all a funny story about whenever I was a kid. I was in junior high, and my, my me and my best friend were talking on the phone, and my mom picked up the other receiver because that was a thing back in the day, right? Because we didn't have cell phones, and so you're on. I was on the 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 cordless phone in my room, and my mom picked up the corded phone in her room <laughs> and heard my buddy lay in like just a whole list of profanities, and uh, my mom was appalled and chewed him out. And looked at me as though I better not be using that language. And I quickly threw him under the bus and said, oh, no, mom, that's just him. I, I'm just trying to be a good friend to this very bad man. Um, I'm trying to change his ways. Yeah. So I totally threw him under the bus. But I mean, that was just the, you know, to be cool, you know, you had to say those words. Uh, but I, yeah, I got saved shortly thereafter and was very much in a, in a traditional church setting. And, um, and, and part of being a good Christian was to not say that list of words and so I, I stopped and and didn't you know then I became the guy in high school that didn't didn't say those words and had you know I was I was the Christian guy and clean mouth and that was true and then I was in ministry and, and whatever and so it wasn't until I left a traditional church and then became a part of a sort of a not a non-traditional church a more um, you know up whatever and all of a sudden I'm around these guys that are pastors and leaders and different people and um and they're freely using words that I were I was told weren't allowed to be used. They're they're, they're cursing and 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 you know usually the line they would draw was most of them didn't say the f word most although some did. Um, <laughs> these are pastors and you know and leaders in the church, um, the culture setters for the church, um, and then they wouldn't say GD generally. You know what I mean? So that was generally the two words that they would rule out. But everything else was pretty common language. And so I'm be honest, like I adopted that. Like I, I began so uh, it because and here and so okay, so here's the tension in that. Part of me, it felt refreshing because it didn't feel like religious um, legalism. Yeah. yeah. It it felt authentic, it felt real, like that like being a Christian is not just about not saying these words, not watching these movies, not you know, these I felt like what I'd been at before was this rule stricken legalistic place that was not authentic, you know? Mm-hmm. So we didn't do these things, but man, we really didn't love one another well, and we really didn't, we weren't on mission, we didn't do anything for the community, we, we weren't actually trying to reach people. This church that I became a part of was was the anti that. They mm-hmm. were on mission. They did try to love well. There was authentic community, and they weren't worried about saying a bunch of words that the culture said were offensive, or the Bible didn't really speak of. Right. So to me, it felt refreshing and freeing. And so um, we kind of became, you know, that we kind of adopted that. I, I, but I will say that just to, like, okay, in change, in, uh, you know, becoming a, uh, a dad mm-hmm. and then now, you know, having to um, have those conversations with my kids about, like, well, you can't say that word. And well, why? Well, I often don't have a real good reason because I, just use that word or whatever. So honestly, I've been trying to, to dial back my language. I've been trying, and, I, and honestly, I've just been in a, a personal journey of like, yeah, uh, back to maybe what we talked a little bit about in a previous episode. But okay, so maybe it, maybe, you, and I think 
perhaps we can make even some stronger cases for for general, you know, instruction from Scripture that maybe it doesn't apply to those words, but does talk about crude language and some, you know, crude and rude language that crass that could be, you know, applied to these things. But even if the Bible, even if even if it's permissible, is it beneficial? Mm-hmm. Is where I'm really wrestling with. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so I can't. So it's, perhaps I can say these words as a Christian. But do I need to? And why? Yeah, yeah. And to what end? Now, you know, and I don't think we'll talk about this. There's sometimes where strong language is necessary. Yes. And, and maybe that's what we'll get into next. But but that's my personal journey. So right now, I'm 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 trying significantly to back that way down because I, I just don't I don't want to have to apologize to my kids or say that oh I can say that word but you can't I don't need to say that word. Um, yeah, the culture is the one that said that was wrong, and you know, is it a big deal? You know. The word in itself, no. But is there some cultural impact that is not necessary? I, I think so. I think what we've talked about before is we want the go- the gospel is offensive, hmm. right? In and of itself, the gospel is offensive, and we want that to be the the offensive thing. And uh, you know, just to open the audience, you know, to pull back the curtain a little bit with the audience. I on a previous episode of Criminal oh, yeah. Faith, I. Use the curse word, uh, just almost say it. Second, it. second, you know. I mean, naturally, I didn't mean to say it. I just said it. Yeah. And, What'd you say, Neil? What'd you we, say? And, and we had a conversation off the record. <clears throat> Should we leave that in? Yeah. And at first, I said, "Heck yeah, uh, um, we leave it in. We, we need to be authentic. We yeah. need to be transparent. We need to be honest." But then you, Jordan, you. <laughs> Use that rationale right then and there, and I thought the man's right. Yeah, don't want to be offensive. Don't want to trip anyone up for any reason, and you know, um, let let the most offensive thing be. Yeah, um, you know, the the gospel. Yeah, and I said, okay, take it out. Yeah, there's plenty of things that we're called to defend, and we'll have to defend, and plenty of hills to die on. Yeah. This doesn't need to be one this of them. This shouldn't be you know? done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, say we have things. So we, you kind of touched a little bit on, like, movies. One of you did. I can't remember who did it. But um, movies that have cursing in them or profanity in it, you know, is it okay for me to sit and watch it? Or do I need to wait until it's on the family freeform network to be able to watch that show? That way I'm not hearing that profanity. Or even what if it's a show there's a show out there that's a little more risque in its title. Is it okay to watch it? Is it like my uh, my <laughs> partaking in the acceptance of how they're trying to be sly in titles or in their wordage? Like, yeah. I mean, I have lots of thoughts, but I don't want to preach. Go ahead, Neil. Well, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a great question. And I think it depends on, once again, the life stage that you're in. If you're a parent, that just opens up a whole other avenue of, of questions and problems you have to sort out in raising children. How, how much do you want to expose your children to at a certain age? Yeah, and normalize. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as an individual, once again, I think it depends on your personal journey and your faith. If, if you're a new Christian and you're, you know, um, finding your way on the basis of faith, you may want to take a season and try to 
fast from those um, movies and, and TV shows that might trip you up in one form or fashion. I remember there was a season where I, I just... I didn't watch any violent movies or really scary movies because it just put those thoughts in my mind, and I just didn't need those thoughts in my mind at that time. But now, I mean, I feel like I'm in a good place, a, bit, a different place, if I should say that, that we're watching Goodfellas and The Godfather. Whoa, whoa, those are... Classics. Yeah, those are classics, and there's a lot of profanity and, but, yes, and things going on there. And, and it just doesn't bother me anymore. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I mean, I, I think you said it well. It, it's. I don't think that watching someone else, even if if that's a sin, necessarily, you know, for entertain that makes you in sin per se. But but if it's causing you to stumble, then yeah. then I think that's that's where. It's, yeah. So I mean, I think plenty of people when they get say. I mean, it, it's really common when you start listening to people talk for. You know, GD to be a prefix and a suffix, and you know, and to be at the beginning of a sentence and at the end of a sentence, and really, and so if someone get, gets saved and is trying to stop that, which I think they should, because I think that one's a really clear. You're taking the Lord's name not only in vain, but it wrongly. You know what I mean? You're 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 defaming. You know, not just that you're taking it lightly, but you're taking it harshly and in a, in a negative sense. And so if they're trying to stop that, yeah, they might need to back off of those shows for a season yeah. to to renew their mind with scripture instead of those things because they are influential. But if you're at a place where you have good control of your tongue in terms of profanity, I, I don't know that watching a show with a, with a lot of cuss words is, is wrong. I, I wouldn't say that it's wrong for you, but again, there's plenty of other things to factor in who you watching it with and kids and all of those things. And just because you have that freedom doesn't mean you, you so it may not be beneficial, but okay. So we've kind of touched on several different things. I, I've got to ask, what is the list? What's the list? I mean, I'm, I want to put you both kind of at a weird spot. I, I need answers. I'm a listener with young kids, or I'm a listener with me and my spouse. We're trying to, you know, focus more gospel thinking and try and live our life the way we should be. What's this list? What are these words that I should not use? Can can you guys help me out with that? I mean, I'm not asking you guys to like start rattling off a bunch of words. Just type in George Carlin into Google. <laughs> That's what not to say. Because, yeah. I mean, that's my thing. There's seven words you can't say on TV. Because there's a lot of people where they they bring justification to certain words. Mm-hmm. Just like you mentioned, like, dung versus the the word beginning with S. So, like, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to think, what would somebody listening to us right now? They're going to go, okay, well, so I, I heard Pastor Jordan say the word hell, and I heard him say, damn, is that... Are those part of that list, or is it in the context I'm using it? Like, what are these definite a avoid, do not use? Well, to go back to what Jordan was, you know, quoting John Piper, I think it's important that we become mindful and more intentional about the language that we use for all reasons. I mean, Alex was in here earlier, and we were just brainstorming about can you. Uh, you know, using your words, you know, James is very clear about, you know, words have power and that the tongue can can steer you in many directions. Um, and so the words that you use can be constructive or they can be destructive. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be more mindful and intentional about the words that we use. 
even when it comes to, you know, reserving the, the word hell and damn for, you know, very, you know, spiritual um, mm-hmm. meaning. Um, and so, um, and then, you know, it could be um, words like, um, you know, just uh, anecdotally, growing up, my mom did not allow us to use the word suck. That mm-hmm. sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was off limits. Sure. Um, and um, I know some households can't say stupid, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, or, you know, there's other, like, more social. When I was growing up, the Retard. Word, yes. Yes. Was, that one, whoa, what, like, yeah, are you well, allowed to say that? Back in the day, that was nothing. But now, yeah. it's offensive to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, think with good reason. I mean, I, yeah. many times with good reason. You yes, know, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think, and and therein lies some of our our guiding principles, right? You said offensive to a lot of people. I I, I think that's where we have to go. Is like you know Ephesians four twenty nine is sort of the the um, you know um, most commonly quoted verse uh, uh, when it comes to to language in particular, but. And it says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Um, and then he, he goes on in, in chapter five, just a few verse later, verses later, it said, let there no be filthiness or let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Hmm. And so I think... We need to be thinking about the purpose of our words, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it, it, if if we know that it's culturally offensive to exercise that in the name of my freedom that that I have, you know, that being a Christian isn't about you know not using these words. So because I because I can, I'm going to just to prove a point. Well, that's just as offensive. I mean, Paul would condemn that, you know, mm-hmm. like very clearly in First Corinthians. He talks a lot about navigating cultural things and 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 that's usually the principle of like yeah because you may have that freedom but if it's going to cost if it's going to cost somebody to stumble you should lay that freedom down for the sake of of their holy you know for the sake of their growth and so yeah that don't be offensive don't don't be there's no there's no point you know our words have power james talks a lot about that and and um you know taming our tongue and and the devil knows that, and he is going to try to use that and leverage, and and so um, it, it's a big deal, and and so I think we need to be we, we need to give our words the proper um, weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I confess, I I do I, I do um, confess uh, trust or curse <gasps> from time to time, and. It, and I tried to rationalize it for a while there because I would never, I would never do it towards an individual. I would to never, somebody. Okay. Yeah, I would never curse to at someone. Yeah. But I would curse more out of humor or, or mm-hmm. just to place emphasis on something. Um, but but then I would catch myself calling someone a moron or an idiot, and then the the words of Jesus, you know, but Sam, you, you call this person a fool. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're in yeah. danger of the flames of hell. And I'm thinking, really? Yeah. And so it's more about the tone, more about you know what, what you, you are calling a, a creation of, of God something that was wonderfully and, and 
and mm. masterfully made by the creator of the universe, and you're calling it a moron? Yeah. Well, not even that you're calling it or directing it, but you're usually, you yourself are part of this beautiful thing God has created, mm. and you're using his works when you open your mouth and allow yourself to talk that way. To me, is like an automatic spit in the face, almost. You know what I mean? So, I I, I love what you're saying. I totally think that, that that you're hitting it on spot, Jordan. Same thing. Um, but you you were still going, Neil. I'm sorry, no, I cut no, you no, off. No. But like, Go it just it. as soon yep. as you said that, it like hit me. I'm like, it's not even that you're saying it directly at somebody or something, but like you yourself. Yeah. In that moment, you are just belittling the beauty and grace of what we as humans are in His image, and to be talking that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and. Along those lines, Piper also talks talks about the verse that I read, Ephesians five four, is sandwiched in between. Um, the context is about sexual immorality. So verse three says, "But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, and is improper among the saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving." Then in verse 5, back to sexual immorality. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of God. And he said, at first glance, verse 3 seems out of place. Hmm. It's like, why did he throw that in there? But sort of the way he kind of um, breaks that down is, is, is the basically talking about our we matter too. And so if we wouldn't take it in our hand, then we shouldn't take it. We shouldn't have it in our mouth. Is mm. sort of the way that, that he applies that. So if we, and that you know maybe that's too quick of an explanation of of a, of a bigger thing. But but that's sort of what he's saying there is if, if if we wouldn't do it in act, then we shouldn't say it in speech. Mm-hmm. And and okay. um, and so um, yeah, I, I think. But I, I think back to what you something you said. I think there are times. Okay. Well, two things. First of all, there's a trend among Christians and amongst, uh, you know, young church planners and cool, hip, you know, that I think, like me, are rightly pushing away from some legalism, right, and some unhealthy things about traditionalism or whatever. I think those things are right to push away from because they're they're just as offensive to the gospel as are you know. Both legalism and licentiousness are both ditches, right? Mm-hmm. And to, to say these are the rules we have to follow to be a Christian, and if you don't follow them, then you're not a Christian, that's dangerous. To add anything to the gospel is dangerous. To say that you Definitely. must confess Jesus and stop saying these words in order to be a Christian is dangerous, and Paul would yeah. call it out quickly, and so yeah. Jesus as well. So that's dangerous, but at the same time, so is licentiousness and saying, oh, I can do whatever I want because grace is there. You know, that's also... so. Um, I think there is a trend amongst some church culture and um, movements where it's it's the cool thing to do to cuss, and that's part of what I was influenced by, and I'm kind of over it now, and 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 I think re- I'm I'm in active repentance right now of of this, and so you know Neil brought this topic up, but it's been one in our home lately that that we've been talking about, and and I'm I'm trying to work on, and so. I think that is wrong is to is to do it to be cool or to prove a point. I don't think that's helpful. However, uh, the other side of that is to say that um and I wasn't in here when you wrote this, but somebody wrote Ned Flanders on the board. <laughs> but but to to become a Christian who is so passive and so soft that we won't call out things with strong language yes. is equally dangerous. So there are times whenever we where strong language is is necessary, and 
And Paul uses that, you know, a couple different instances. You know, one in, in Philippians when he's talking about his last, his previous life, he uses the word rubbish. I consider it all um, rubbish. Sorry, let me. Uh, of the five words, I mean, of the semester I took of Greek in college, I remember five words, and one of them is that word that you used in, for rubbish. Oh, really? Stubala. Nice. And it's translated. <clears throat> it's, it's a very harsh word. Yeah. It's, yeah, some... what, it's what my grandfather would call the mud pie that had <laughs> yeah. deposited. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, it, it seems as though it, that's probably one of the closest, you know, uh, translations is, is that. I mean, and so does that justify us using that word? I don't know if we use it flippantly. Paul's making a very clear point there. And then another time, just a couple of verses later, he's going to call uh, false teachers dogs, um, which is strong language. Jesus calls some religious leaders, uh, you brood of vipers. That doesn't sound offensive to us. It sounds silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But given the contents that day and age, right. you know what I mean? Because like you just said, he, he um, who, who's it? you said somebody says they called them dogs. That's Man, I, the sports teams. Oh, what's up, dog? Like, oh, big dog. Like you hear that all the time. So I mean, the culture and what we are in is highly impressionable on how our language sounds and what's offensive and what's not. Um, I mean, you said it earlier, like the OMG. Mm-hmm. So many people hide away from that, and so many people are you. Oh, I'm saying, oh my goodness, or something like that. And I'm just kind of going, are you saying that just so you can justify that you're right. using it, or are you trying to get around it? But yet now we're having the conversation where sometimes harsh language is needed. Yeah. So did you find the verse you were you were going to reference? You said you had another one yeah. you wanted to use. Well, I just wanted to make sure I was quoting correctly the Philippians uh, verse. So. It's the Philippians 3 8, where he says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing knowledge of, of knowing uh, Jesus Christ, my Lord. For his sake, I suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. Uh, so, again, that the original language would have been much harsher. Um, and then I think, uh, let's see. Do you think, do you think the, um, the recipients of that letter would have found that offensive, that word usage. Yeah, I, it. I think they would have. They would have sort of gasped a the, little. Uh, that moment of. <gasps> so I don't think he was doing it to be cool. Oh, okay. You know, I don't think he's just. Hey, you know, your 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 former pastor Paul is hip and hip and trendy, and I can use this word, and it's okay. I think he was he was making a very clear point. He wasn't wearing skinny jeans, penny <laughs> skinny that. jeans, what, what sissy britches, sissy britches. That's the term we used a while back. Skinny jeans are was, no longer that. They when he was pinning that ladder, he wasn't wearing skinny jeans. It's sissy britches. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was his uh, primary concern. I think he was he was making a point, and it's just in a few verses before that, in, in uh, verse two, where he says, "Look out for the dogs." Look out for evildoers, look out for mutilate the flesh. Okay. You know, know. And, and, and another time in Galatians where he talks about these people that are trying to add things to the gospel, back to what we're saying, where, where they're saying, oh yeah, but you need to go ahead and be circumcised. Paul says, absolutely not. And those people that are so obsessed with circumcision, I wish that they would go all the way. Basically saying, <laughs> don't just worry about the foreskin, go That's ahead awesome. and cut that thing off. And so he's using strong language that would be offensive in a lot of church circles, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in today. And so that, you know, but 
that doesn't. I think some guys want to draw that line and say, "See, it's it's okay. It's trip hen, er, hip <laughs> hip and trendy. That's trendy. We're gonna or trip trippendy trippendy. Yeah. I don't know what I, I, I don't know what you're saying. I'm all scrambled up now. But and so some some use that to justify their language of of you know casual cussing. Um, whereas I don't I don't think that's fair. I think it, it's strong language for a reason to prove a strong right. point. You know. So can either one of you kind of open our viewers up to an example of when that strong language, strong language may be needed? I think when a call to arms, if you will, for, ju- for justice, when, when sticking up for the vulnerable, the poor, the widow, the orphan, if you see someone taking advantage of, of a minor, and I mean, like... Um, like in a store, if they're berating someone, you need to stick up for them and say, hey. Knock that off. Knock that off. But with a little bit more colorful. Gotcha. Once again, I think just to prove that I'm not messing around here, Mm -hmm. that's not acceptable. The the words that you're using right now, not acceptable. Um, The way you're treating that person, not acceptable. and I, you know, I confess, I've, I've had situations where I've been, you know, in line, waiting in line, and this guy is just berating his son, and I want to, you know, say something, but I'm saying, don't, don't. It's it's this, fa- you know, father son relationship. You don't, you're not a parent. You shouldn't, you know, mind your own business, you know. And so I chicken out, and I beat myself up afterwards, saying. Why didn't I step in? Why, Why didn't, didn't I step I in? Something. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm, you know, I'm rambling, but that's what that's what comes to my mind when certain yeah. words are appropriate to be used. All right, Jordan. Well, yeah, I think we see it. People want to refer. They want to um, justify or soften things that are really horrific. Um, I mean, I know this could be a, a landmine of a conversation, but I'm not afraid of it. Like, but abortion. You know, when when people want to call those. You know, they want to just change the language of, you know, to, to fetus and procedure and, and those sorts of things when in reality the Bible will call it murder. Yeah. You know? So like let's call it murder. Because let's, yeah, if we're gonna talk about it, let's talk about it. Yeah, and, and rape. And and the Bible, you know, uses the, the Old Testament speaks of Israel whoring itself out mm-hmm. regularly. You mm-hmm. know, that that's a that's a strong that's a strong that's, language yeah. word that God uses intentionally, you know, because he wants because it's a strong act of of adultery. From our people, and and so the same thing. Adult, that would be another word of like, you know, just changing it to affair. You know, like it's adultery. You know, and, and so those aren't necessarily the, the the cuss word things, which maybe takes us back to you asked. I don't think we ever answered your question. What's the list, or what what words can we say, and what what can't we? I, I think here's my. I'm maybe dodging the the question in general, but <laughs> I, I want to challenge the logic that we often use. So the logic is that okay. Who says that SHIT is a cuss word versus when it means the same as crap, when it means the same as poop, when it means the same, uh, you know, or, or when you're saying shoot or darn or whatever, you mean the same thing, so your heart's or, or whatever. Okay. So so some use that to say, well, what's it matter? Um, I, I can use that word because if I'm saying those things, then I have the same intent, the same tone, the same meaning. So was it Matt? I would I would say let's flip that logic around and say okay if that's true, then why don't you just go ahead and say those other words? 
because if 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 there's no if we're not calling out something significant, if we're not proving a point, but the, but somehow whether it's trivial um, or not, somehow the culture has said these are cuss words. So if you can communicate the same thing by saying "darn" instead of "damn" in that moment, then why don't you say "darn"? I, I just say let's challenge our logic a little bit. If if, if I, I think it. I think it actually undermines the argument if that if that's where you're going. No, not, so I I think you nailed that on the head. Honestly, I think that was great. I think everybody listening for a moment, their hearts kind of stopped as you said. Well, let's talk about this list, and you <laughs> said the word, and then you started to spell it. I think everybody <laughs> listening, because even me sitting here, I was like, "Oh boy, oh, here no. we go. He's about yeah, to just list them out. Here we go. This is gonna be a rough one." But um, this, no, no, and that's that's kind of where I sit with it. Like, if you're gonna, if if that part in your mind tells you. Don't say this. Say shoot. If you start thinking of all those Ned Flanders to say, mm-hmm. say it. Why are you justifying like using the other word? And what's even funnier is that typically there's similar letters in it. Like you're getting so close to saying right. that word, but you're still hiding behind it. Just do it. And, and the reality is, own up. Your heart may be in the same place, and that may mean you need some heart. You got some heart work to do. Mm-hmm. Right? You mm-hmm. know, like and so let's let's not just stop with the fruit. Let's let's go to the root of the issue, exactly, right. and not just d- debate semantics on the on the on the fruit here. If there's some heart work to do there, then then let's do that work. Uh, but I mean, I'm very aware that like this is this is active repentance for me, and I think for. I think our church has been a part of the culture I described earlier in a lot of ways where that's that's been we're the trendy church and it's okay to say these words and and I just don't I mean I think the Bible calls us to holiness and to and to righteousness and again some of these things are trivial and we don't want to add we don't want to swing back to legalism you know that that's the the error we make so much is this overreaction from one ditch to the other right because we've been in this ditch of legalism we're going to we're going to overreact and prove that point and we end up over in the ditch of of licentiousness you know and meaning we can do whatever we want because you know we have freedom in the gospel i just don't think that's that's helpful i think we need to use our words appropriately give them the right the right weight as we said earlier mm-hmm. um, and we need to seek righteousness and holiness not relevance and coolness there you go but at the same time, we don't want to be cowards, and we want to call out. We Amen. want to use strong language where we need to use strong language. I love how sometimes he can. It just like turns into a mini sermon. I, I know. love it. I love it. That was awesome. <laughs> and I, maybe one other point, and I don't know where we're at on time, but um, Paul uses some language of appropriateness uh, and, and what is what is appropriate for the occasion, even. And so I think. Again, we need to not just say this word or that word. We need to think about what's crude and crap. Like you know, that um, th- those are those are things that the Bible does say we shouldn't be use crude language and, and coarse joking in the verses we read earlier. But I think there are times whenever you need to read the room, and there's things I, I may joke. I may make a joke with you guys that I wouldn't make with a with a female in the room, right? Right. And there was one, like, in brainstorming this, I was thinking just the difference between appropriate, inappropriate. Yeah. You know, there's some, like you said, there's certain words I would not use in front of my grandmother. Yeah. Uh, but I would use in front of my parents. Yeah. And then there's some words I would use. Just probably cultural. Would do. Yeah. Because culture yeah. changes with time. So it's not just going to another country that changes our culture. It's also generationally. Yeah. 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 Definitely. No. And and I agree. I think knowing your audience's situation, like I remember many times being in a locker room, 
that motivational speech. Like when you hear you're getting your butts kicked, but the word isn't butts. Yeah. It, it, it sparks something. You're like, Oh man, that word he used that. Or like you're, you know, in those moments, you know, I mean, you even see pro athletes or something, something bad happens on the play or the coach. You can, everybody watching TV knows exactly what word they just used. Yeah. But because it's in that situation, this and that, we start to kind of, oh, you know, I get it. He's frustrated. There's this, this, and this, and this. So, I mean, it, it, your your crowd, your audience definitely plays into a huge factor. Um, yeah, no, I like that. And, again, we're not saying that this Sunday everyone should come in and just <laughs> let loose and <laughs> share their feelings on these words. But well, we are, we're saying, again, <laughs> can, can a word be a sin? I think we've pretty well answered that. We've answered a lot of the appropriate versus inappropriate ways of handling this. I feel like, you know, there's the the cultural aspect of it, generational aspect of it. The tone, I feel like, is one of the biggest things because, I mean, again, I've I've known so many people that sometimes I feel like they're using profanity in their words just because of how they sound. You have certain people that are like, oh, yeah, you have a good day. And then you have someone who's like, have a great day. Have a good day. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that person told me to fly a kite almost. Like, um, but, yeah, well, no. Well, <laughs> somebody wrote bless your heart on the, on the board, too. I mean, that, that's, that, those are nice words. It <laughs> can be used in a really yeah, like, it can be offensive, offensive way, right? <laughs> and so just because somebody's using approved words doesn't mean they're, they're being uplifting and building up in their talk, you know what I mean? Or they're not sinning against another person. I mean, if a guy is abusing his wife verbally, but he didn't use any of our listed curse words, words is he in the clear? Absolutely not. Right. Like, um, so yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to slip into that. I think the Bible calls us to a higher standard, a greater ethic than, than worried about list. I think the, the, the sermon on the Mount, a lot of times, you know, Jesus says, you've heard that it said not to do this, right? Not to commit murder. I tell you, if you've got anger in your heart against your brother, you've already uh, committed. And then he goes on to adultery. But if you've got lust. And so some people are like, oh, he's just making the list even harder. No, no. He's creating a greater ethic. Hmm. Hmm. Right? One that is not about the semantic of, oh, I didn't break this rule or I did break this rule. I'll get as close as I can. You say, no, no, our, it's our heart, our, the, the spirit dwelling in, the fruit that it's bearing, a posture. Those are the things. We need to deal with it there and not just in, did we say this word or said not say this word. Uh, I think that's that's pretty clear in Scripture. And, and the New, New Testament is not about this list of don't do this, do this. It, it's about the heart. There, there are certain things that are called out very clearly, don't do that, right? But in this in this conversation about language that is going to be subjective based on your culture, based on your audience, based on your company. I think the the call from Scripture is to, is to worry more about um, what we're accomplishing with our words. Um, are we bringing glory to God in that moment? Or are we trying to bring glory to ourselves or relevance or humor? You know, I don't think our holiness is ever worth compromising for, for humor and for you know, mm-hmm. popularity, yeah. those sorts of things. So, and, you know, I like that today. I feel like we've mentioned a lot of like we mentioned the list of words not to say. We're mentioning the things that you know were mentioned. Oh, do not do this. Do not commit adultery. Do not. Th- if you're focused on a lot of what nots to be doing, mm-hmm. and that's where you continue to open your Bible to, I caution you and say, hey, like you said earlier, 
Let's look on your heart. Let's look at you at the root of it because you should be flipping that Bible open to the what you should be. Yeah. Not consistently worried about, oh, hey, can I get away with this? I need to make sure it doesn't say that I can't do that or I shouldn't be saying these. Like (laughs) all the bad things that you could be finding in there that say what you shouldn't do. There's so many great things that you could be doing, especially when it comes to profanity. Instead of using this mouth to to belittle or mud somebody's name, anything like that, you should be praising. You should be saying loving things. You should, you know, so that's that's one thing I want to hit on, too, with the profanity bit of it. You know, don't. Don't always just chase down a rabbit hole of what's bad and continuously make that list. Flip that Bible open every once in a while to the good part. Like, yeah, there is good in that book and those teachings, not just list of wrongs and not tos. Yep. All yeah. right, Neil. Here's my final thought. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, well, I did some therapy a few years ago, and the the whole concept of therapy it's it's all about the thoughts that affect your your trajectory in life, really. Um, so out of so, the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes, Is that what you're getting at? Absolutely. Um, and uh, He just yeah. took his own uh, I'm sorry. Go. No, way to go. go. I'm trying to wrap it back into there. <laughs> so, Not bad. Um, I, I thought about this um, during one of the 9-11 um, anniversary memorial segments. I was watching some documentaries, and um, some factoid was that it took 11 years, 11 years to build, to construct the Twin Towers. But it mm. only took hours to bring mm. them down. Wow. And that's the power of words. Mm. Nice. That... Um, oftentimes, life, life in construction, it takes years, months, days to you know to speak words of life into someone and to see that fruit come to harvest. Yeah. But it only takes a moment mm. to to take all that away. And so, the um, cognitive therapy, it, they had this this phrase that um, or this. Um, idea that watch your watch your thoughts, for they will become your words. Mm. Watch your words, for they will become your actions, and watch your actions, for they will become your destiny. Boom. So my, my challenge to to the listeners to uh, to this podcast, if you have um, uh, this week this month, take some time and read the whole book of Philippians. Um, there's some great, powerful um, instruction in, in these words of Paul. And my, my final words to you guys is um, verse 8 through um, 8 and 9 of chapter 4, where Paul says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. That's good. That's awesome. Great way to cap us off, man. All right. As always, guys, we, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So if you have a thought on this episode, others that we've done, or one that you would like for us to do, Hit us up at info at fermentedfaith.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, guys. See ya. Adios. Adios.